On this week's episode, we dive into Spy Kids 2. Is this film full of shit take mushrooms? How many watches does it take to tell time? And do you think God stays in heaven because he too lives in fear of what he's created? Find out now. You're listening to 24 Flames Per Second. Hello and welcome to another episode of 24 Flames Per Second, the podcast that roasts the films you love most. I'm your host, Robert Bohorkas, and this week we are diving so deep as if falling through a volcano to the center of Spy Kids 2, the 2002 Robert Rodriguez film, sequel to the apparent smash that the first one was, and... uh, before we get too much further into it and introduce our panel, I have to turn my attention to my left, to the Junie Cortez, to my Carmen, Will Paulson. How's it going, Robert? Good. How are you? Doing good. Yeah. Doing good. Yes. Doing good. Um, Busy weekend. Yeah. July 4th just happened. It did Kind of dates this episode. It's okay. But, I think everyone hopefully will understand. If you're yeah. not feeling as patriotic as you were whenever July 4th was in reference to when you're listening now... Maybe it's next year's July 4th. Uh, we don't care. Yeah. Well, I don't think anybody's feeling all that patriotic right now, but we don't have to get too into it. At least at least the people eh. we, we associate with. Yeah. Well, know. anyone. There could be people listening that we times. don't associate it's with. It's tough times. Uh, it's, everyone has their own relationship to the political climate of the world. And that's all that I will say. There about we that. go. Keeping it clean. Um, so, 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 Robert, I didn't. I'm just gonna let you know. I didn't watch the movie. Ah, well, this is a interesting episode because I guess I'm I mediate. This is you're mediating the second time I've mediated. Yeah, I think Back to the Future was the the other time. The first. Yeah, one, I get so. to. But this is different. I get to roast this time. That's right. I'm looking forward to. I was. I, yeah, because I was. This is my. This is this is my first. This is your first time roasting. First time roasting. Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, well, well, why don't why don't we uh, introduce uh, our the our, our panelists? The others. Yeah. Uh, I was, try, oh, I was do, trying. Do you to want think, to do it? I was I trying to it. think of uh, 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 someone in uh, characters in Spy Kids Two that are the others, but there's they could be the they could be the other siblings, the, the giggles, the giggles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it was, no, that antagonizes him. Uh, anyways, uh, across the table from me is Kevin Connor. Hey, great to be here. Sorry, I was late, uh, but my watch didn't tell time, so. Uh, that's a that's a movie oh. reference. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, uh, for those of you listening, <laughs> hopefully you've seen the movie, uh, and apparently it's cool to have a watch that doesn't tell time, but does literally everything. <laughs> um, and then next to me, uh, the defense this week, Ben Scott. Hello, thanks for letting me be here. I was also late. Uh, <laughs> most of that is because I was finishing up watching Spy Kids Two, mm. which is a great movie to get high to. So you're. <laughs> That's probably the biggest takeaway. But like, so like I said, I haven't seen this movie in in years, and I was kind of bummed out. out that I hadn't seen it because I remember that a lot happens, and it's kind of uh, surreal. Um, uh, but also, to put every, it lightly, every person that I've told about this episode has been like. Oh, I never saw that movie. So maybe there's a good thing. You know, there's, maybe a there's a surprising a, number of people that I've met that have just like never seen past the Spy first Kids one. one. Yeah, right. true. I, Which yeah. is a damn shame. We, well, well, and I'll tell you what. You know, we 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 talk about uh, uh, the success of the film from time to time. Thirty-eight million to make budget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, One hundred nineteen point seven million in the box office. Almost do- almost triple this money. That's pretty crazy. I actually yeah. have all of the ratings uh, written oh down. Oh my god! Okay, well, <laughs> what? We, we can go into that a we'll, little we'll bit get, later. We'll get oh, there. We'll I get see. There. I saw some some, some critic research. poll quotes. I, oh I did my geez. research. All right, I did Sorry, my research. We're, we're peeking at him. Is that entire notebook Spy Kids too? <laughs> actually, I actually have a Spy Kids two stationery. Wow, yeah. dedication. Yeah, I'm surprised they make that in paper and not. It's not just a whole computer. That Digital. You have to buy. Yeah. yeah. It it only it, has no and it, and it wouldn't actually be able to write. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, anyways, time. I have to come with that joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So Ben, are you ready to do the movie in a minute? Uh, no. Well, yes. I have to do it anyway. I was practicing on the right. In over the words here. of Rinky Dinks or Dinky 
Stinks. Wink, winky Dink? Bill Paxson? Shit. Bill, Bill Paxson. Paxson. Bill Paxson. Rest in peace. In Dinky Winks. Dinky Winks. Uh, in the accent of Dinky Winks. Uh, You're going to do it anyway. I... You're going to have to do it as fast <laughs> as the government will allow. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, just okay. cut me down. Oh, yeah. All righty. Three, two, one... Go. All right. The Cortez kids are back at it. You have Junie and Carmen. Their nemesis in this film are the Giggles kids, uh, Gertie and Gary. Their father, Donegan, played by Mike Judge. Great. Uh, he becomes director of the OSS, the spy group, uh, through like nefarious me- uh, means. Uh, he is uh, trying to steal a device called the Transmooker device, which is located on a mysterious island also known as the Island of Lost Dreams. Uh, The island contains a bunch of uh, creatures and monsters that are created by a man named Romero, uh, originally as miniature animals for miniature zoos. Uh, The creatures become out of hand and uh, are surrounding the island. The Cortez kids get to the island to try to stop Donegan from stealing the Transmooker, meet up with Donegan and the Giggles kids, as well as the Cortez's parents and their grandparents. They have a show showdown, uh, old classic way, hand to hand. Donegan loses the Transmooker. The Cortez get there in their hands. You're ready to die. Budge. That was pretty close. Yeah. You're, you're pretty close to the end. I got to start hiding the stopwatch from the people doing the movie <laughs> in a minute. Um, I wasn't looking. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So um, there, there's some hacking tomfoolery. Uh, which is what gets the kids to the island, um, and and you pretty much nailed it for the most part. Yeah, um, I tried. To, there was some. There's a lot of different uh, plot points and kind of different aspects of the film, so it's really mm-hmm. hard to bring it down in like just a minute. Kind of yeah. summary. The, pre- the but, president is involved. Yeah, you have the president, um, the president's daughter, um, the island itself. You know, has there's a lot of lost dreams and secrets to it. Um, <laughs> I have dreams often. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot to it. Uh, and we can kind of get into that in just a little bit here. Yeah. But. And so, um, yeah, uh, the court, it was Gregorio, Gregorio. Cortez, played by Antonio, Antonio Banderas, Banderas faces off against Donegan and loses. Uh, and eventually through just kids lying to their parents, the transmooker ends up in the right hands and, is turned over to the president because he's the one that knows what to do with it. Um, and yes. that's pretty, that's pretty much it. Uh, you are correct. Junie Cortez quits spying to just be, just do him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wants to live life more. He wants to, uh, do his, uh, fulfill his dreams, his aspirations. Yeah. And, uh, Gregorio is, is r- promoted to mm-hmm. head of the OSS. As director of the OSS. Director of the OSS. Yes. Along with that sick office. That's great. Where you have to jump across foot-sized pillars to get to your desk. That's just for the fun of it, though. I mean, they can obviously turn that off at (laughs) any time. When you're at the desk all day. It it really does. I work at a desk all day, too. And if I had some stones I could jump across halfway through the day, I'd be great. Yeah. All righty. So, good, good, great. That's the plot of the movie. Um, So, Benjamin... uh, we, you get your opening statements, bruh. Yeah. So uh, this movie, you know, it's it's a strange movie. Um, strange, I think, in a really funny and great way. Uh, it was actually the first movie that I ever saw in a movie theater in 2002. Uh, I was in second grade. Uh, and I remember after going to see it, uh, just we went to McDonald's. And you didn't I, see a movie before second grade in I a theater? I never saw a movie in a theater, in a movie theater wow. until second grade. This okay. is the very first one I saw. The second one was Star Wars 2 Attack of the Clones. Oh. Um, Man, okay. dude, rough that, start. What yeah. you doing I'm with surprised all these you became second, a film student. Did he only um, see sequels? He yeah, yeah. sequels. That's yeah. I, see, that's why I dropped out of film school. Well, well, that's right. <laughs> My uh, first movie was uh, Lion King. I think I was like four. Yeah. What, what, mine mine was, uh, was Empire Strikes Back with my dad. Uh, when they did the re-release. Oh, I was going to say, like, is when they Robert, did, how was, old are you? Yeah, you look really good. <laughs> I am ageless. Yeah. Uh, no, it was when they did the re-release of the original trilogy um, in the theaters in the 90s when the special edition. Oh, right, yeah, right. I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think my parents took me to Titanic because they wanted to see it when I was, really? like, three. Inappropriate. And you were three. I was three, yeah. Well, you ha- so you had no clue what was going on. Oh, you I don't remember. Like, I just been told that I saw it. Oh, okay. And then you had nightmares about sinking <laughs> yeah. boats for... I don't go out in the now. water to this day. <laughs> go ahead. You can keep going, Ben. 
um, yeah. Well, so I just have like after I saw the movie, I saw it with with some good friends of mine. We went to McDonald's afterwards, and they had all the spy kids to the toys yeah yeah. i had them all um just as a kid you know i i was really into graphics and effects uh it was one of the first like 3d movies um out there with the red Mm. and blue glasses uh and what's great about this one is that uh, unlike a lot of other 3d movies which have really kind of lame effects uh I always compared this one to like the 3D movies at Disney World, which are some of like the coolest 3D. It had really good effects. Mm-hmm. Um, something I was really into was just graphics at the time. Um, as well, like I have a soft spot for for movies like like that. You know, for movies that are kind of outrageous or silly or. Uh, you know, kind of just like not a normal narrative. Uh, and in yeah. this case, it's a normal three narratives, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that it's uh, an interesting film that also talks a lot about um, adult themes like uh, family and parents and even go as far as existentialism and religion. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, the whole entire, you know, Robert Rodriguez and... Uh, you know, the the there was an article I was reading about where he talks about how he made these films for Latino pride. Mm. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. That's yeah, that's yeah. Oh, no, it's very yeah. You know, and that's family, and you can yeah, you can see that in the family. You can see that in all family. the themes. Um, I think that Robert Rodriguez brings a lot of other aspects of his films into this film. Um, like it's kind of an amalgamation of the kind of way that he. Uh, has dialogue and like kind of like this darkness to it, but also like this silliness that doesn't really make sense, but doesn't have to, um, you know, you can also say the same thing about like David Lynch movies, uh, Mm. not to, you know, like, I don't think I could compare spy kids to, to a David Lynch movie in a film aspect, but in my opinion of how it is, it has that a degree of like, like, like surrealism kind of like, uh, and, 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 a, a tone that's not found. Yes, like, exactly. I think, I think there's some parallels. Yeah, I think that's a fair that's a fair call. Um, I'm going off script here, but you were saying um, a three narrative uh, like structure in this movie. Mm-hmm. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. Well, so by that, I kind of mean so there's more than one story going on, uh, and so there is you know you can always compare movies as it's either uh, a hero goes on a journey or a stranger comes to town. And that's sure. kind of like the two. Yeah. Ways of movies, and I feel like this movie kind of has those two, but it also has a third uh, kind of narrative of it's kind of just experimental, and it's just a little strange. And it's you know it's the character with Romero <laughs> and how he feels about what he's created and how he feels about his island, and it doesn't really follow either of those structures. So it kind of acts as like this third narrative mm-hmm. way of something that's really important to the story and a way to tell a plot about a character. So Romero's arc, you're saying, isn't A Stranger Comes to Town, Here Goes on a Journey, necessarily? Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a, it's a third. I don't really know what you would kind of make the subject of it as. Uh, sure, I'm sure, sure you could come up with some term that would sound good with the other two. Uh, but, you know, his his narrative just doesn't match. And you're saying along with that, there's also Here Comes to Right, yeah. Goes on a Journey. Exactly, yeah. Uh, well... Well, do you have any more opening opening comments? Are you ready well, to... Uh, I to, guess the, uh, the last thing I say whenever people ask me about my favorite movies. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I mean, as a film student, you know, I, I've watched X, Y, and Z of the film movies that you're supposed to watch. Sure. Um, but my favorite movies are uh, the movies that I could watch over and over and over and over and over again without ever getting sick of it. Okay. Um, and my third, uh, my top three, uh, my third one always varies, but my first two, uh, it would be Can't Hardly Wait. Spy Kids 2. And then the third one is either Life of Brian or Eyes Wide Shut. Okay. Nice. Which you could throw... Yeah, those, that's, uh, those are movies I could watch over and over and over again. Strange combo, but... Sure. That's it took just me a things. long time to get around to watching Can Hardly Wait. That's the one with... Um, uh, what, what, what's her name? Uh, Jennifer. The, no, the, 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 the leading lady in Can Hardly Wait. Is it Love Hewitt? Yeah, yeah. Jennifer Love Jennifer Hewitt. Hewitt? Oh. Yeah, oh, okay. I was I was wondering yeah, what you were asking. I yeah. yeah, no, I, I couldn't remember her name. Uh, it's a fine film. I mean, I don't know if I've seen it. 
You don't see Cowardly Wait? Really? We should probably do that on I the podcast. I have it on VHS I think if it's you on our it. spreadsheet. I have literally never yeah. watched it's, VHS. It's thing. like, I mean, it's like... <laughs> Robert, you're not hip enough. <laughs> uh, it's one of the movies Sorry, I've that got they, room in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the movies that they, um, uh, like, pull from for Not Another Teen Movie. Like, if you oh, watched oh, yeah. it and sure. you've seen Not Another there's a lot of... That's sure. My other thing is I really love teen movies, but that could be a whole other... Subject of conversation right, yeah, yeah. too. Right, we are getting away from the source material, yes. so let's open it this up for the roasters. Kids, right? How about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I want to. I, I, I you, you dangled a bait at me in your <laughs> in your spiel there, where you said, "This is a movie you can watch over and over and over." And I want to counter that by saying, "Like, oh my god, like I cannot imagine." Like this, this has like no rewatch value to me. <laughs> How many times have you watched in the past decade? Once. How many times would you watch it again? Uh, I would have to probably wait a while. <laughs> um, Another decade. There Maybe. are so many background things that you can find. There's so many weird cameos in the green screen backgrounds. Yeah, there's and <laughs> that are just, all obviously green screen. That's so. That's so okay oh, though. Goodness. It's 2002, and in the um, backgrounds you can see so many different references to stuff. Okay. I mean, yes, it's silly, but you're wrong. <laughs> oh, I, I, that's. I, I think we can dovetail into just like the the technology that's displayed in the movie, which like like. You, you mentioned like this is a movie like I'm not surprised that it's a movie that's stuck with you and it's a movie you saw in the theaters as a kid. I mean, I think a lot of us are around the age where mm-hmm. it was in the theaters when we were kids. Yeah. And like that's this this movie is like absurdly like like so for kids. Like I feel like it's Robert Rodriguez beating me over like a for kids stick. Uh, OK. We're like um, we're like we're like every every thing is either like a tech no. a piece of technology you don't have that you want, you would want or it. that they could make a McDonald's toy out of oh or like it's all crazy colors and globby shaped and the keyboards are weird looking and like everything is like treehouse with crazy pilot chairs and i don't know it was like it was like God, I don't know a better way to put it other than like '90s kids' wet dream. I, I feel like most of the jokes are for kids, <laughs> like they're for kids, and then some of the like homages or like cameos are to keep like the parents involved and like on their toes. Well, they but, have to watch it. Yeah, in the theater. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> so, so here, here's the deal. So, yeah. so, so Spy Kids too. Yeah. Besides being a movie, it goes outside of that where. Uh, you know, you mentioned the toys at McDonald's, you know, and, and mm. I had all the toys from the McDonald's. And, no, literally, like, there's a McDonald's product placement in the movie. Oh, is there? Yes. In the sub, she they're like, we got these crazy yeah. lunchboxes. Yeah. And it's like, blam, Big Mac. Big Mac, blam, soda, shoving fries they, in your eyeball. They fill up a McDonald's cup that's, like, metal that has, like, that logo the in it. Arches on <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. And it's all for fun. It's all, yes. I mean, it's all, yes. like, I mean, it's McDonald's all, had a ball. It's, I mean, Robert Rodriguez just took an idea and he ran with it. You know? He did. And Spy Kids 1 has a lot, McDonald's idea, s- more, you know, solid or, plot. Yeah. But uh, Spy Kids 2 is, uh, was his, way, like, it was his, like, fun baby. You know, it was a way that he could put a b- bunch of stuff that he wanted yeah, to do yeah. together. Now, have you seen Spy Kids 3? Oh, I have seen Spy Kids 3. Do you like, do you like I Spy also Kids really like Spy okay. Kids 3. Uh, Spy Kids 3D uh, like Game Over. Th- yeah, Spy Kids 3D Game Over. But this movie was also in 3D? <laughs> yes. Oh, that, okay. Yeah, you said in theaters. Now, yeah, here's in another... Theaters oh, okay, 3D. so you haven't seen in 3D since theaters. No. Is there, a, is there a wait? I don't know how that works. Uh, I think that when it came um, out, there was a... Uh, like a, a DVD, 3D option? DVD You might be able to find a, like a rip on the internet of the Pounds 3D of version. Yeah, and I mean, uh, if you all you need is magenta. Yeah, all you need is the classic 3D glasses to watch it. Probably right. Um, I mean, I could see the appeal of it being 3D. There are a lot of 3D like. I think there's a lot of uh, better opportunities in this movie than a lot of other 3D movies that came out at the time. Oh yeah, Uh, there's a lot. Just the openings, the theme park. uh, Yeah, yeah, like one hundred juggling balls, blinks. Theme park, the the juggling balls, the, the vomiter, the vomiter, um, uh, and I, and that's kind of I think what the parents get out of it when they watch this movie is a sense of like enjoyment and a sense of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, because it references a ton of movies that they would think was funny, like the reference would be funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And they, you know, there's also a whole background, really deep, intrinsic, uh, you know, you could go on like existentialist narrative going on with Romero. With Romero, yeah. Why don't yeah. we? Uh, why don't Why don't we talk about Romero a little? We bit? We can talk about just the characters that's, in that's, general. Yeah, that's, yeah, maybe we can move that direction a little bit. So, yeah. so there's a quote when. Um, so for those, Kevin moment, has it. Kevin's got the okay. quote. He so, wrote it so down. So you you can read it, Kevin. But uh, Ben uh, sometimes helps my band out when we're on the road, and we were we were just talking because we do like ten hour drives, like all the time. <laughs> and we were talking. Ben brought Only up ten hours. Was, yeah, whatever. Ben brought up this is one of his favorite movies, and I laughed, and uh, I was like, like why? Like I I haven't even thought about that movie since I was a kid, and you told me this quote. And like that, this movie is a lot more than meets the eye. Transformers reference. Hey, so what's the uh, what's, okay. what's this quote? <clears throat> Do you think God stays in heaven because he too lives in fear of what he's created on Earth? Right, and Romero is referencing his little animals. That yeah, he, he so has his little he has arc. Uh, uh, pretty short sightedly kept a, a growth serum n- near the animals and then spills it on them <coughs> and they become big it was, and, it was and, an accident no was, can't, uh, i don't know man it seems like he was how many other it? films have labs that experiments go wrong many <laughs> i mean they, yeah, a, a lot but i, 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 yeah, I don't think i would necessarily blame and just because this Steve one's Buscemi a little more childish wrong. but this one doesn't come into like an hour and 10 minutes into the movie where his character even shows yeah, up. He oh, yeah, because he's living on the island. He's sequestered himself because right, the so animals the kids are have running to go through the whole exposition thing of Junie's conflict with the giggles. Yeah, he loses his spy status. He gets fired. Fired. Like, they, this is their job. Like, that was, oh, yeah. I, that was a weird revolution they're, they're for They are level two are there, for the OS. Are there and they child have labor office, laws? They have offices. Like, well, yeah, here's a question. Here's a question for you, Ben. Here's a, here's a question. What's the benefit of the government employing children as spies? <laughs> In the very beginning, they have, uh, you know, when they go to rescue the president's daughter from the troublemaker juggler. Oh, right, because adults a small couldn't spot. climb on the... They need a smaller spot. Yeah, also, that's what they said. They were like, if you climb actually, up there, the whole thing will fall down. Like, who's going to suspect a kid? Who's going to suspect a kid, first off? Wait, what, what, what? So who's going to suspect a yeah, kid yeah, if yeah. they're oh. on a mission? Oh, okay, sure. Spy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you have early spies coming into, this, into the program. Right, um, so they can get older. So they can get older, get, yeah. Really good spies. Uh, and why not? It's like the opposite of a roller coaster where you have to be like this small to be a spy. What, <laughs> and it, in the sense that it is a, you know, it is a kid's movie, what kid here's, doesn't want to be a spy? Here's some problems. What exactly. kid doesn't want to be a spy? I'm, I'm be a seeing spy. that come to mind. Uh, number one, can't drive. Um, and it seems like in the in these movies, often these kids are in like. There's so many gadgets out there. There's obviously self-driving cars. Jetpack boots. A spy is nothing without their gadgets. Oh my god! Spies where'd you get that? Only as good as uh, number two. Uh, can't own a gun. Right? Don't you again, have to be, they work have for the government. Uh, they, again, they work for the government. Yeah, so they, they learn kind of hand-to-hand combat. Hand-to-hand combat. A fair, lot of it. Fair, fair, fair. And dancing. Uh, I'm just, I'm just spy Also, who needs, a, uh, who needs a handgun when you have a billion gadgets that do everything? That's true. That's true. Also, why do we have to kill? Like, Machete's uh, magical <laughs> Is that one of the existential questions yeah. in Spy that Kids 2? Yeah. yeah. Why, do uh, we, why must we kill? No, number, <laughs> number three, um, they can't drink. And I feel like... That's a big part of being a spy. So, so in the movie though, yeah, yeah. there the the champagne at the new OSS director ceremony is an is, is no 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 there's champagne that is spiked with sleep yeah. meds. Uh, 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 what's oh. it called? They call it like uh, it's called like they just call sleepers. It, they just call it, yeah they call it sleepers like sleepers sleepers. Um, so because the kids aren't drinking, they get to beat up all the magnet guys. Okay, gotcha, all the guys gotcha. with the magnet. Okay, so heads. maybe that one's an advantage. Yeah, that, I'm just like James. I mean, that James wants be... three things, right? Cars. Well, I guess maybe not so much guns, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad that you said James Bond because this is a basically a James Bond ki- uh, film for kids on acid. So even better. <laughs> <laughs> also, you're, you're mentioning three things that are government created laws, and they work for the government. Right now, they're level two status. When they become level one status, what is spoiler okay, so alert? It counts up. Or down, I guess. Yeah. Uh, then lower like, is they, better. More status. Right. Yeah. So one is better than two. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So when you're level one spy, even if you're 14 years old, who's going to give a fuck if you have a beer or drive a car? It's true because... When you work for the government and the president's <laughs> daughter is your date. They, they're they level two and they can tell the president what to do in the movie. That is oh, mentioned. Really? Yeah. 
I can, yeah, Junie, because uh, the president's daughter has a little mini arc where her father won't discuss won't anything talk to her, with her. Isn't that, isn't yeah. that He's got she, some other stuff to do. That's why she like climbs up. The yeah, to get coaster, his attention right? uh, and to get him to talk to. Him. So it's yeah, that's story. a thing. Junie's like, no, I'm level two. I can force your dad to talk to you. That'll make him receptive to your right. problems and well, ideas. The whole, well, the whole reason for that plot. Is because so once the president's daughter steals uh, the prototype of mm-hmm. the transmuker device uh, that the president has, she takes that with her as a bait for the yeah. president to you know come and talk to her. Donegan then uses that as a way to have his kids rescue the president's daughter and frame the Cortez children. Which then just sets off the rest of the movie, right? And and he and he frames the Cortez children for stealing the transmuker, right? Uh, no? more that like, it seemed to me it was more like they like let her, yeah. get put in a dangerous situation. Like they, so they don't frame them for doing anything like wrong. They like don't bad. They frame him. The giggles more just like claim. Yeah, all so the, like Giggles we did everything. it all ourselves. And then and they the basically Cortez say didn't help. Yeah, yeah. They say that they didn't do any help and that they weren't responsible and they were gonna let. Well, that's happens. just ridiculous. I mean, to be fair, they were Gary, first on the scene. Gary Giggles has a personal helipad at that. Okay. Like, Gary Giggles also one. has the duck oh, yeah, butt what? haircut. Yeah, so you can never <laughs> trust a duck. No, butt you can't. Yeah. What was that? What was that thing that he? It was like a single person help yeah those little like helicopter bubble helicopters that everyone's flying around yeah i mean the girl just has her pigtails do you know this movie set i don't i i'm i'm well and i think we can all agree this is not set in our universe Mm. this is a different Uh, i don't think so i'm thinking texas is a different you you think it's texas Texas. (laughs) it it was filmed in texas i mean uh, piddlywinks is uh an apparent Texan. He's all cowboy. Well, it was filmed in Texas. Oh. Because Robert okay. Rodriguez loves Texas. He does love yeah, Texas. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, we said we were going to talk cast, and then we totally didn't. So Anyways, speaking, we can get back into it, yeah. Yeah, speaking of... Uh, uh, shit. What, Gina? Uh, Ingrid? In- no, 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 no. Carmen? The Giggly Twins. Oh, Gary and Gertie. Gary and Gertie. Gina? How dare you? I don't... Yes, fine. I don't know, man. Oh... <laughs> Gertie sounds like a computer what, name. What do, you, what do you guys think? Casting? Uh, uh, oh, I think they're great. I mean, they they, they play, play the parts. I, I had a weird experience with Gertie because she is the, I because believe. Because of Hannah Montana? Well, no, you know, as, as much as I did not watch that show. As much uh, as I did watch that show. Uh, she, <laughs> she I believe, is the sister of Haley Joel Osment. Oh, really? Yes. And she I just is. see Haley Joel Osment's face with pigtails, which is very confusing when... I associate him with like Forrest Gump and uh, Sixth Sense. We're getting fact checked. So we're gonna find out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're so that's Emily Osment. I thought that's it was Osmond. I thought that was his oh, last no. name. Uh, Relatives. Haley Joe Osmond. Brother. Oh, confirmed it, right? I'm not crazy. Oh, 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 wow. Shit. Oh, I thought. Wow. I didn't I mean, know. I, I kind of see it, but like, yeah. I can totally siblings. see it. Look at this. Yeah. 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 They're siblings. That's crazy. Yeah. She does look. She does kind of look like. Well, yeah. Like a like a like when he was when he was little. I just picture him with the a youthful face. That whole family. Silicon Valley. What, what's yeah, the name yeah. of Haley Joel Osmond's brother? Wait, hold Can on. Can we just roast secondhand lions instead? Or <laughs> I don't think he does. He have a brother? Wait, but that's I like that movie. <laughs> oh no, I'm thinking of Macaulay Culkin. Oh <laughs> god, damn. Never mind. So Gertie, so Gertie giggles. Yeah. So Home Alone two. <laughs> yeah. I think that I think <clears throat> that they casted really well for the giggles kids. Yeah, uh, they were annoying as shit. Yeah, that's yeah, the point. I, th- I think it worked. They're think annoying, we- blonde haired, blue eyed right. kids. You know? Like the cameos well, are great. And I think maybe there's something to that. I think you, so you too. saying, you know, what are you thinking? Latino pride. Well, just the I mean me as a white person, like I can't, yeah. you know, come in here and be like, oh, this movie is like Latinos love this movie but you know (laughs) even even, you know like I'm Robert Rodriguez even said that he a lot of the movies that he creates are to create a uh, sense of like what it means to be in a Latino family and you get that because like the mom is Irish and and Chuni is is pretty white oh my god (laughs) Chuni wait is she Irish her dad's Ricardo Montalban I wonder if we can find out Ingrid Boom, Cortez's... Boom, Look, look up the actress's Irish, oh, I'm pretty sure. Carla oh, Gugino. Carla Gugino? Oh, Carla Gugino? That sounds Italian. Like of Irish descent. 
whatever Italian. But Robert Rodriguez can I don't do what he wants to do. That's read. true, and he does. Anyways, he does, but, and that's that's what he. I mean, in Spy Kids, one uh, also just known as Spy Kids. That's also a, a big prominent factor too. Um, and in this movie, definitely, you know, family is one of the stories, and the, he he always talks about how he wants to relate that to uh, his films and uh, what it means to be in a Latino family. Yeah, I think that came through. I mean, family is like a huge theme in this movie. Yeah, for oh sure. yeah. No, so uh, like they're calling people uncles that aren't their uncles. And it's true. Not learning about not learning when they say, "I am not your uncle." They want to uh, like create more family, like because everyone has a crush on everyone else. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, what I was going to say, though, is like as we as we kind of bleed out of the main cast, there are like every celebrity, like every every like at the time, like a B-list celebrity is in this movie. Like there's, Cheech Marin. Yeah. We got some... Steve Buscemi, who ha- wasn't quite the guy he is now. Uh, they're but they, it's they're fun celebrities, uh, and I think so. This is true. Earlier, <laughs> I, you know, before we were recording, I was mentioning Quentin Tarantino as well. Mm. Um, fun fact: I've actually never seen an entire Tarantino film from beginning to end in wow. one sitting. Oh, huh. um, but uh, you know, Robert Robert Rodriguez working Humble with him. Sorry, oh, uh, <laughs> I did drop out of film school. Uh, <laughs> I don't but, think they teach Tarantino <laughs> in film school. Oh, they didn't mind. Uh, but right. so um, a lot of uh, his uh, references, like to uh, yeah other films. Yeah. Oh, I got a list of references. Hit him. Okay. A lot of them are just straight up lines from famous movies. They're just oh, really? they don't they're really they, they're like kind of like shoehorned in. So like at one point they say we need a bigger boat. Yeah. Uh, they Which say, is great. They say Steve Buscemi's like was mentioning all the all the animals coming out of the ark in order. And there's like a 20 of them. He's like, I, I want to pause you yeah. real quick because we we haven't like quite explained the whole animals thing. So this scientist was making small animals personal zoos normal small animals that you could have like a dollhouse of animals in your house as a kid essentially yeah wild to animals have a tiny miniature pets. a miniature zoo but also but they're not normal animals no 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 at this zoo point, one, at this point oh, zoo prime which he brings and puts on the table oh, little okay. small animals and then he's like hey let's mix these animals together cuz that's fun you get bored yeah that's what the yeah. whole pokemon franchise is based on he was on the right track yeah yeah steve buscemi was and he creates these fun little animals like a spider monkey which is a spider terrifying with, uh, monkey body yeah and, and you it's have really the bullfrog body kind of spooky <laughs> and uh, you have the, <coughs> yeah. the spork and the, you know it's the flying pig yeah what is have, what's the sp- stork. stork stork and a pig yeah. pork and pork Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, you slizzard. know, there's the slizzard. Slizzard. Uh, it's the snake lizard. That one's my favorite. Yeah. Um, you know, but they're they're walking out of. So they they make. So uh, he's got a small zoo ones two. of those. Zoo two T O O zoo also, with the small mutants. Mm-hmm. So you have zoo one with actual animals, animals, and then he wanted to go kind of wild. He makes zoo two hybrids. Zoo, zoo two. Yeah, uh, which it, are these hybrid animals? Word. What was the word again? Uh, oh, so portmanteau. Portmanteau. Where all their names are, uh, and that's so he makes all of these yeah. weird animals, uh, and then you know as and I think we talked about him spilling the the grow juice. On yeah, him. yeah, he does as that. as uh, you know an experiment gone wrong. Yeah, and then right. side note, so all of those blow up again, and they're out running loose. Right. Does he then make another batch of small mutant animals? Because he does have some. Because in he his has room, small ones. He? You get lonely. I think. <laughs> no, no, no. He just. Uh, when oh, are they holograms? No? no, no, they're real. He dumps them out. He's like, here's a miniature oh. model of the island. He I thought, dumps them out, and they, oh, and okay. they go to where the they big match ones up are. With the Wait, big are ones. why? You're not gonna. <laughs> it's, it's not explained. That's you're, a great what? question. So, a, you're not going to keep all of your experiments in one place. Okay. <laughs> he does, that's not. Anyways, so, dude, ahead, hey, ahead. that's science 101. <laughs> that is. That really is. It's like hypothesis. You you don't keep, keep them separated. The there, are, there are, like, smaller animals that he has because uh, he made multiple prototypes, basically, okay. of these. We must assume. Zoos. So what? <laughs> well, I mean, the idea was mass to mass produce, right? Yeah. So okay, I mean, that kind of so, makes okay, sense, okay, right? Okay, yeah, okay. went to production. But why See, it, do the well, why these things the, can be assumed? Does, it, you know, why does the small one know where to go, where the big one is on the island? Instinct for plot's sake. That is a uh, so essentially the scientist <laughs> yeah. for the plot. The scientist 
creates these things through science. It doesn't need to be explained. Naturally. It doesn't need to be explained. Yeah. Oh, so, I see. So maybe, okay, sure. You know, maybe it's just like some kind of hive mind. Uh, yeah. Like, how can you say that doesn't make sense? You, you know when, those like, like you know those like particles that you like move on one end of the earth and the other one will move yeah, on the sure, other end. I guess it's, it's science. It's science. It's science. Okay, science. We'll, go, right. we'll, we'll move past it. A ghost movie. How do the ghosts become ghosts? All right. You know what? <laughs> Goat Casper origin like, story. Science. How am I supposed to feel? As a nine-year-old child being told that this small animals just go where the big ones are. In the very beginning of him talking <laughs> also, about science, he says that basically everything that he has, when they ask, how'd you make that? He says, through science. So the idea is that through science, you can create anything that you want. Right. Including. Okay. Which is a hey, positive thing for By the kids. way, what, skate, skate what is the, the transmooker? I'm sorry. I feel like. Oh, what does it look like? Pause, pause. Brief pause. I feel like we were on a track and we were explaining the zoo. Oh. And then we got no references. We, we, but we tried oh, to references. explain the zoo too much. Yeah, you were talking oh, about references. Yeah, yeah. Let's go back to the references. Oh, to yeah. the, sorry. Yes, okay. There's a lot of buildup, but he just says lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which, oh, is that, kid, is, is that the last reference? Didn't say oh my. Oh, he didn't say oh my. No, just lions, oh. tigers, and bears. It's okay. a subtle reference. Subtle. So, Wizard of Oz. Then there's like a bunch of Lord of the Rings with like one necklace to rule them all mm-hmm. and a yeah. and he he straight up says really? my precious. No, it's in the it's in the Lord of the Rings. That's come out by then, right? The first, the Fellowship of the Ring. That's say my in the movie. I think it's a it's a blooper, which is at the. Uh, it's oh, still in the, the movie, credits guys. Role. It's okay. still in the uh, movie. Is it in the credits? Did Fellowship it's, of the Ring. I think Fellowship of the Ring came out in two thousand one. Okay, so, so so it's topical. Yeah, uh, a lot except of the, Gollum. A lot of the jokes uh, never says my precious in that movie. So I don't know what the hell is going on. Um, Gollum never says my. He's not in Fellowship. They got an advanced he, There's one shot of Gollum in Fellowship of the Ring. He's climbing up the ladder. Yeah, he looks different than Twin yeah. Towers. So anyway, holy shit! I gotta watch Fellowship of the Ring again, guys. Let's do it. Let's do it. Pause. <laughs> oh, and we're, we're, we're back. back. Okay, we're back. We're just watching. <laughs> it's been three and a half hours. We went extended edition. I am exhausted right Spoiler now. Spoiler alert. Not as good as Spy Kids 2. Right? <laughs> really? Um, uh, so, okay, so I was asking, what 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 does the transmooker do? Not what does it oh, look like. What does it, it actually do? It uh, just shuts off all electronic devices. Oh, that's right. It, also, that it the- also is a cloaking device. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's also well, it just it shuts it off so that like a radar can't like so it no, like, like, also uh, can't see the island. Yeah, as far like, as, as I could, side yeah, as far like, as I could, yeah. like with your eyes, like it is literally a cloaking device. Like when so when well, Junie when Junie or Carmen are floating in they're the, like was that there before? Yeah, in the oh, they ocean. Got past the cloak. remember when they get in the got, suits got and yes. they're like. I'm fat. In the big and essentially, yeah. like those are the two main things that are used for the plot. But you can assume as well that this device can do multiple things because Donegan wants to seal it to take over the world, which is a plot point in every movie. There's some <laughs> weird thing that sure, doesn't but... really make sense as to why or how it mm. works, but it can help you take over in the, the world. Just, just from myself and maybe the listeners who haven't seen the movie, is there a range on this transmooker? Uh, it, it it's is it's it like vague? a they mentioned roughly an, they mentioned size? they mentioned an amplifier, okay, in the, the thing it's in, mm-hmm. and they were like, yeah. if you so, fuck up okay. the amplifier on the island, you'll it's ruin the everything. The whole world will go dark. Okay, yeah. so there is a way to like make to it pump over it up, the entire yeah. world. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Do we know mm-hmm. the origin of the transmooker? Science. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> science. Sick. That's level one information. That's level one. Yeah. Information. We we don't we don't have access to that. Again, there's how many gadgets do they have? That well, like where yeah. they come Limitless. from? Like you know, it's, I, it was it was obviously a gadget that Danny was used. Trejo's toolbox. It was all, yep, yeah, or okay. off his wrist. Yeah. I love the fact that this movie and Machete take place in the same universe. It's, I mean, it's the same guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Obviously. I'm led to believe. Yeah. But what? His character, Machete. Oh, it's the same character. His Absolutely. name is it's Machete. The same, yeah. It's the same universe. I love that. Because those Machete <laughs> movies are insane. I, I love watching the Machete movies and then thinking, like, when he's not doing this, he's, he's hanging, hanging out with kids. He's, he's <laughs> hanging out with Carmen Cortez, giving her a microphone that yeah. auto-tunes her voice yeah. and a belt that makes her dance. But yeah. he actually didn't put the batteries in. Well, do you remember you asking, you know, what's in it for the adults? They get to watch Danny Trejo. Like, oh, I thought you were going to say they get to they watch, watch Alexa Carmen. Vega dance. Yeah. I was like, what? Uh, a <laughs> little too young. A little too young. Um, um, anyways, you got more quotes. No, and then they have the Jason and the Argonauts like fight with the, oh, yeah. with the dead skeletons. Yeah, 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 yeah. You Actually, can also reference we were... Jurassic Park. You can also reference yeah. Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah. Wait, wait, where's the Jurassic Park reference? And they're making a mini zoo. It's, it's an oh, island gotcha, where something goes wrong. Yeah, science. Yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. It's more a, meta than a slizzard looks or, like. Kind of looks like. Also, so, mentioning so, religion, yeah. you in have the, the art. <laughs> in the Wikipedia plot 
summary <laughs> that I rapidly read before we started recording. It says that they fight some skeletons after Junie steals a necklace from them. So yeah, that li- that kind of has absolutely nothing to do with anything. Okay, pause. Junie sucks as like a <laughs> character. Can we talk about that? Talk about Junie. Like, okay, he's like he's like the shaggy from Scooby Doo of his group, where he, like he can't do anything unless he's like eating. Oh, yeah, and he's like lazy. Like on the island, he's just like in a hammock and he's eating those, these bars like Fashioned seven times uh, just for like the payoff at the end where he feeds one to the spider monkey mm-hmm. um, and everything like and they that. They friends. Yeah. Junie's young. He's young. Okay. He's young. He's younger than Carmen. And Carmen is like his kind of idol. Junie's still learning through, like, even in Spy Kids 1, like he was kind of bratty, you know, but he learned a lesson that, you know, it kind of carries over to the next movie. And at the very end of the movie, he, like, learns more about what it means to be family. And, like, mm-hmm. he, like you know, he's purposefully a brat at some points because then Carmen can, you know, it shows Carmen and his relationship as siblings. Sure. Um, and, you know, like me and my sister, like, I was a brat to her. Because they're spies, but they're also kids. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> uh, and and there's, a, there's, a, there's a, like... <clears throat> Uh, arc throughout this movie, right, where Junie and Carmen are on weird terms because Carmen is attracted to mm. yeah. Carmen has like Gary's giggle. Gary, yeah. Gary, yeah. Gary giggles. <laughs> Gary, is it giggle or giggles? Okay, so he his last name is Giggles, uh-huh. and he does giggle. He has a funny giggle. Great. So does it's so is Gertie. Right? Yeah, every scene yeah. he enters, he's like, <laughs> and they're like, oh, Gary's here. Okay. <laughs> it's fun. I gotta it's watch fun. this. I gotta watch this movie. I guess that's his um, walk up song. It's just his giggle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what, uh, how, how does that get resolved? I guess like in, in Junie's arc, like, like Junie sucks, well, but he, he like shits on Carmen for liking someone. And then he likes the president's daughter uh-huh. and then, and then Carmen gets deposited in a, a giant nest with Gertie and yeah. Gertie is like, I got to tell you, Carmen, my brother's a bad boy. Okay. Or like, that's essentially what she's saying. And she's like, oh yeah, I don't like him anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Carmen changes her mind. Yes. It's yeah. not that plain and simple. It's um, not. It's, more it's not. No, he, they have a moment at the end where he's like, hey, I am just shitty, okay? And she's like, yeah, I know now. But then he throws on his bad boy shades. Which, if you've seen the movie and you know what we're talking you, about with the bad boy shades, I wanted a pair are they so are they He puts on sunglasses that say so the words bad boy bad. The in digital in text green letters. that pop oh, up. Like when, when the mom so puts good. it on, it says like mama spy or something. No, so the first time we I'm see sorry. it, Go ahead. Junie throws someone it's like spy dude. So, so is this is just standard issue OSS gear that they get... Needs like to identify OSS who's putting you on sunglasses, or the or or is it one pair of sunglasses that these people are putting on? They're the all wearing different. I mean, it's it like one type of popular sunglasses. It's like or one type the, of sunglasses. Okay, okay, I see, yeah. I see, I see. I see. Um, yeah, and then yeah, Gary has bad boy. Okay, so here's the thing though about the the four kids relationship. So you have Carmen and and Gary, and that makes you know, and that's an issue with Junie. Yeah, because Junie and Gary have a feud, right? Uh, and so Junie being right about Gary is Junie's way of connecting with Carmen in the movie. That is mm. their relationship on a Junie level. Now, Carmen, uh, you know, with Junie and the president's daughter, and with Junie and being young, and with Junie and his brattiness. Yeah. Like Carmen's then connection with him is to like be the bigger sister and be the role model uh, of, you know, how to be a spy kid um, as well. Then Carmen, you know, also realizes, uh, you know, her faults when she's talking with Gertie. Mm-hmm. Junie realizes his faults um, when he's talking to the spider monkey, which is actually pretty great. Uh, <laughs> but it's it basically it's the four of them have this strange kind of love square and it is just a really good way of having a connection between siblings <coughs> i see i see it gives yeah. each one it gives each sibling a reason to have a connection with the other and a reason to either be learning from or teaching yeah a lesson thoughts please <laughs> please it's deep it's, i mean <laughs> yeah. my kids it's, too 
it sounds complicated, but you watch it and you get it. You just get it right away. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they yeah they antagonize the entire Giggles family. Like they set them up as antagonists. Where like the first scene, they're like the Cortezes are there to rescue the president's daughter, and they're like, oh, it's Gary and Gertie, and they show up and have the better tech and zip right up to the yeah. Here's another question. Stuff. Yeah, are are the are the Giggles? Um, siblings a higher level than the Cortez siblings? They get promoted to a higher level. When they but, take credit so for saving, saving the president. Yeah. When they show up the first time and they have better tech. They're, or they, they have later. prototype tech. They're oh. like, you can't just use whatever. They're just bratty, they're bratty yeah. rich kids. They're the bratty rich kids that have the better things yeah. than the spies. I'm, just, I'm trying to wrap my head around this, this OSS organization. <laughs> because... It it seems like there aren't just standard <laughs> protocol. I mean, they can be hacked with like two buttons. That's what it. That's what yeah. it sounds like. Like yeah. Carmen hacks oh, them yeah. three seconds twice. Yeah. The White and House. That's how, how Junie The Pentagon. Yeah. The Pentagon. Right? Yeah. She, she like, hacks. Bonk, bonk, bonk. And mom's the like, Pentagon. In how this, do you do that? In this world. <laughs> in in this home. world. Which oh, that's that's all the not our world. Thing, yeah. right? Things are easier. It sounds like it. Again, it's 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 again it's one of those things that like. If you question it, yeah, like it, it doesn't connect very well. But at the same time, it's a kids' movie, mm, right. and what kid, you know, like I feel like a lot of kids who watch that know what the Pentagon is, and so to have yeah. watching a kid spy hack the Pentagon is cool. Well, here's a point that I'll make. You know, we were talking about Robert. We're going to run long on this one. There's just no good cool. ones about it. Uh, uh, what was the The Incredibles? Our first episode. Yeah. Um, we were talking about how that's a kids movie that mostly I think I think John Boy made this point. It's that not mostly about the kids. Revolves around adults. Yeah. I would say like the Spy Kids movies uh, do a great job of making kids the heroes, right? And like the the plot is centered around the kids, and the adults just kind of they have their own arcs. But it, it well, there's like of, there's even like a little bit of a Deus Ex Machina in this movie of like the parents coming to rescue the kids because it turns out. Oh. Uh, Daddy Gregorio put uh, non-electronic tracking chips in their teeth. Mm-hmm. What, how does that work? And then there's a they second one though. Our electronic grandpa. teeth. He pulls. They pull them out and it shows you, and it's like clearly. When did a he do that? Uh, he mentioned he's like he's like, hey, do you remember when I got really all up in arms about doing our own dentistry? And she's like, like at home. They're in so the sub all they're doing. The okay, there. so all they're doing, they're protect their protective parents. They install yeah. these microchips without thinking that so they, they chip their kids. They knew. Oh yeah, okay. like, like dogs. Literally, <laughs> also, the dad. Okay, first off, it's 2017, yeah. and that happens. <laughs> so I like in this world, like the government trusts these kids with like top secret missions where they go dark and everything, and the parents are like, "You're not going two feet until I know where you are." Yeah, right. it's family. Well, I mean, and it runs in the family. We find out that Ricardo Montalban. Also chipped to Junie. He's grandparent. Like, he's like, oh. does does Junie still wear? The, <laughs> I like how your necklace, accent for the, the grandfather got more, more offensive because that, he's no, older. I was I was like sincerely <laughs> doing I was sincerely doing their respective accents because that's that's how that's he a, is. Ricardo Montalban. Um and he's like, does he still wear the necklace? I'm still them. doing it. He, that's what he sounds like. <laughs> double down. Double down. <laughs> Um, so I mean, so it, may, it may be like you know an easy escape. Um, <laughs> they well, so many things. Well, they're just like that's fine. But at the same time, you know, it, it's what's interesting about this movie and about the critique of it is that you could critique almost like a lot of other mm. kind of like kid or teen action movies in the same way. Because yeah. because sure, when you're a kid and you're watching this movie, it's going to be hard to follow something that is like extremely specifically narrative as it goes. Um, and if it's just easy ways, like an easy way out, mm. it allows the story to move faster and then it allows the kids to kind of absorb it. And this is me saying it, watching it originally as a kid. Sure. And, and maybe the movie's more like emotion and feelings based. That's exactly it. Than, than like yeah. narrative driven. Cause I don't think kids it's that just, watch this are going to get that there's two transmuters or mookers, transmookers. Thank you. And, and sorry. And, and things like that. But they, they will get that. Like there are these set pieces where it's like, we're in an Island now with a bunch of like hybrid animals, which is cool. And then we have, yeah. we have Junie has to like do Kung Fu and, and kill these or, and there's like, a, these there's, 
like maybe a misunderstanding between him and his sister about feelings and stuff like, like that. Like they're loose like on ties together, on but... Yeah. I was going to go back to something you said about Jason and the Argonauts and why that's why mm. the part where they steal the necklace in the movie... Like yeah, why that sure. reference is there. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. So if you've ever read well, the... Yeah, 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 yeah. I just... Because I had this on my mind. If you ever read the <laughs> book Save the Cat, mm-hmm. and it goes through, like, the steps of a narrative, yeah. uh, one of them is the, quote-unquote, fun and games. And the fun and games uh-huh. don't have to do anything with the plot itself necessarily. It's just something to move along the story. Mm-hmm. So while they're on the island, what are they going to do on the island besides just these creatures and finding Romero? They have to yeah. have something else. And A, that's a f- funny and kind of cool reference. And B, it's a spy, you know, spy adventure, Indiana Jones, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Yeah, and then you skeletons. get, and then, yeah, and then you get to see kids fight some skeletons, you know, fight some skeletons. Did some of those bones fly at the screen in the 3D? I, there's got to be a I, there's swing of a sword <laughs> or I something. Don't, I won't lie. I don't remember all of the 3D stuff. You can tell yeah. when you're watching the movie. You, yeah, you always can when you watch those movies that were in 3D. Like a, like a boulder will come like rolling yeah, towards the yeah. screen. There's a part when they crash the dragonfly sub and the kids, the gir- giggles, oh, yeah. his faces splat into the windshields yeah, and right at you. Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, that can go to my other points about like the effects of this movie too. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's a that's I you know I kind of mentioned before I think that, that that's a big thing for me was the effects. Yeah. Uh first off, the effects in Spy Kids 1 are pretty cool. They came out in 2001. They're pretty cool for being 2001. And the in fact the the effects in Spy Kids 2 uh were made so they wanted to give Robert Rodriguez a bigger budget. And he right. said no. Hmm. And he wanted to try to make the effects on the same budget. And he succeeded. Uh, and he sa- basically, he said something like, uh, I don't want more money. I want to be more creative. Hmm. And so he wanted more creative control instead of more money. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And so, so he was able to hire you know, his own kind of animator, um, which the animator that he hired mostly did stop motion, which uh, he applied a lot of stop motion ta- like. Um, stop motion tactics, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. to the animation of the monsters, which I think makes the monsters look and feel a little more realistic. Uh, I think that uh, it kind of, let's see, like it, it, it makes, you know, it, they, they look like they're real and they look like they're moving in real time. It also they, ages better, I feel, than if yeah. they tried to went, go full CG at, at the time. Yes, you know, yeah. it does. Uh, oh yeah, I'd say there's a big difference between like the, uh, uh, say the slizzards or the even the skeletons than like that big two-headed cat dog fish eel thing mm-hmm. that its head is a, the other head is its butt. Oh, that's yeah, 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 yeah. No, <laughs> and then also the spider monkey too. Like yeah, yeah. Again, for being 2002, you know what is that? 15 years. Yeah, math is hard. Uh, for being too <laughs> low key opening a beer over here. So, you know, again, as I was saying, they, uh, he hired an animator that mostly did stop motion. And I think that that makes the animals and the general CGI of like the background and, you know, the skeletons and stuff like that. It just makes them look a little more real and it has a, a more real motion because CGI at that time, the motion, like the motion graphics weren't as steady as they are now, obviously. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, and doing it in a stop motion sense uh, gives, a, a, I think, a smoother movement that makes them look more realistic. Yeah. Also, it's 2002, you know, when this <laughs> came out. Right. Like, that's incredible. And he made yeah. it for, what, it was $38 million, 38, I think? Yeah. That's what we were saying. And, yeah, like, that's not a big budget. I mean, my rub... What do you think... What? I, sorry, this is just... Yeah, it is thirty-eight million. I'm looking at the thing, uh, for you know my uh, unlearned self. What's like average, like big budget movie cost? In the Did '30s, it's like uh, it's like kind of small side for a studio in the '30s. Okay. And then like yeah. anything over like sixty is like bigger. Big like Marvel mm-hmm. movies are over sixty. Those are like one fifty. Like, yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, like you can do an indie movie for you know I've seen indie movies $20. go yeah it's one twenty bucks <laughs> right. thirty bucks you know indie movies can go anywhere between you know one to eight or something to eight yeah. yeah fifteen if you are a fake indie movie right uh, <laughs> if you're Black Swan but still yeah but you know thirty eight million that's not that much and the fact that he made 
the first movie for the same budget and these effects are even better. Uh, I think is really impressive, especially because it's, again, it's Robert Rodriguez and he knows what he's doing. I like him a lot more than Tarantino and I only put those two together because of the Grindhouse series. Right. And they work um, together. Well, and they work yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. They're buddies. They do know, all obviously. Obviously. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, you know, I immediately just think of those, the, the two there, but, uh, I, well, my he, big rub with the effects, like I think the stop motion other than, I, I think the problem lies in the green screening, which like I don't know this, like stinks of Phantom Menace influence to me. That's sure. a, that's an insult. To film. <laughs> it's, that's oh, it. that's just that's painful. not even insult. That's just well, I mean, that's just rude. Same, same, painful same. to watch some of these scenes carry out and like it cuts between them on location and them blatantly on a green screen many times and that was just like that was like the the hardest thing for me to watch was that like. Same era, I thought same the little animals you know? look, look pretty good. It was, man, it was just, George Lucas is in the special thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll say that I think that kids that, when, when you're young, you have a, you have a hard time identifying like campiness yeah. and, mm-hmm. and like discerning that. And then as you grow older, you have more of like a barometer for it. And, and this movie is like undeniably like in, in, campy. Inten- intentional campiness. Yes. You mean? In, yeah, yeah, intentional yeah. campiness. And this movie is very, very campy. And I think they're going for that with a lot of the effects like the juggler and, and stuff like yeah. that. So I think that it, it, it ages better just because that's what it's trying to go for. Mm. If that makes sense. Sure. Um, in terms of, of the effects, uh, I have more of a problem with like, the relentless jokes that like they do the watch joke like five times like if i was doing a drinking game and it was like drink every time they make that watch joke i'd be dead by like the end of the runtime yeah yeah. Um, the joke being danny trejo has made a crazy double watch for the kids except he ran out of room forgot to have it tell time and then yeah. the giggles have that's a... That's funny. Have that's a comedy. Quick, for like one or two times. But, that's but like, comedy. Well, but, but then, then there's the giggles a, have a quintuple watch. Which that does sell time. time. It sells time. Yeah, Probably but they, they put the room. joke they put the joke in places that, that it's funny. Like, hmm. in places that the humor is is there it's deserved it's not just randomly like oh this is a funny joke and they have more than just that one that is a joke motif um i don't know they it, again you know it's like in the context of uh of the movie they're funny i also compared the jokes of this movie to the jokes in uh kung fu panda 3 mm. uh and Kung- what the fuck is wrong and, with so you? <laughs> <laughs> i told you i dropped out of film school <laughs> Uh, Kung, so Kung Fu Panda Three, the jokes were um, punched up by Charlie Kaufman. Wait, oh, no way! Wait, what? No way! Mm-hmm. And hey, so what I does punched thinking, up mean for people? Who I may be thinking of Kung Fu Panda Two. Who's I Charlie actually want right. yeah. <laughs> to. I actually want to. It may be. It may be a Kung Fu Panda Two. Um, That's okay. Three. But quick, punched so, up you and the two. So movies. punched up. Basically, they hired him to come in and make the jokes funnier. Right. Uh, and out of all people, that chose Charlie Kaufman. If you don't know, it's adaptation. Didn't he also Eternal do Sunshine. Um, Anomalisa? Yes. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. But anyway, so he came. Not funny movies. No, exactly. They're really dark. Which is why the jokes in the in that Kung Fu Panda movie are weird. Like they're weird and they're dark jokes. And not to say, like, I'm not saying that these jokes in Spike Kids 2 are Charlie Kaufman, but Robert Rodriguez, like, has that same humor. Uh, and he, I believe, you know, punches these jokes up more so that, like, they are campy. And even though, you know, the green screen, like, it does look like green screen, but can you really, like, say that a director who has had you know, multiple movies that are critically, you know, acclaimed, mm-hmm. you know, use this green screen and spy kids too, that may not look good, but it's obviously on purpose in, in a sense of like, it's He's not tours. What you're saying? It's not, I mean, it wasn't, he tour. asked for less money. They would have made the oh, green screen yeah. look better. And <laughs> well, he wanted more creative control. And, and sure. I think that's a big thing for film as well. Well, I if, think one thing that stands out in the 10 minutes of this movie that I watched this this every this movie feels deliberate, right? Just like the credits, like every everything <laughs> oh everything about Robert Rodriguez's like in the Spy Kids series feels deliberate. Yeah, you it's know? not incompetence. He's trying to do all these. Yeah, things. exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
um it, there's there's like definite intention behind this and i would say like all of his movies you know when you're watching a robert rodriguez movie uh-huh. you know like grindhouse oh definitely uh, is is definitely got a lot of uh similar things with the machete the machete movies you mm-hmm. know um as far as like uh just kind of like homages From to Dust Till Dawn. cinema in general Dust Till Dawn. yeah did you guys watch that series no, no. The TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, the movie. The movie's better. <laughs> anyway, so I it. yeah. anyone got any more points? Um, got, I don't know. I feel like I feel like we can. Uh, yeah, you want to cut cut it loose? Yeah, let's cut it. Talk loose. about how we feel. Yeah, how do we uh, how do we really feel? I know Ben was speaking. Yeah, well, Ben 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 really <laughs> likes this movie. But Robert, how do how do you, how do you feel about this? Movie? Um, I'm I'm on, I'm down the middle. I I think it is, I think it is a great film for kids. Uh, but and there's I, nothing wrong with that. I take a little umbrage at it being like written deliberately for kids in the in the fact of like we have to connect the lines for them and make it obvious and this and that because like I mean that's what's wrong with the that's that's that was a studio approach to the Super Mario Brothers movie and like I don't know it's it it, it just I don't I don't enjoy uh, movies that think lowly of the ability for kids to grasp like subtlety, which is like, which is like a thing. Go ahead. You can retort. Yeah, go I ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just like holding it down. So he's, he's waiting. I, I disagree. First off, mm. uh, I don't think that this movie, like, Ben Scott says the kids are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's the full quote. Oh, <laughs> You, you can quote me on that. <laughs> I think I think it's it's not that the, the movie was made uh, because they think that kids won't get it. The movie was made with these kind of easy ins and easy outs mm. because they wanted to put more in the movie for kids. Okay. Not because they wanted to like, you know, oh, they're not going to understand. We need to guide them. They wanted to get things done quick and get plot done quick because the more extra you know, quote unquote, goodies. cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, the goodies. They want more of that in the film, because that's and that's why it was. That's why it was a praise. You know, there was a quote saying that it was, you know, uh, strangely charming. Uh, it was silly. It was eccentric. Yeah. You know. You know, when I was, I mean, thinking, I actually before we started recording, I had Gaudy, mixed up noisy. Some, oh, he's got them all written <laughs> down. <laughs> um, I had mixed up something that happens in Spy Kids one versus something that happens in Spy Kids two, and uh, when when you know, I said earlier in the episode that I was telling people we were doing this movie and they're like, oh, I never saw Spike Kids yeah. 2. I was like, it, it it's like Babe the Pig versus Babe Pig in the City. Have you guys seen both those movies? Oh, I've only seen the first boy. one. You've, only, you've never seen Babe Pig oh, in the City? Robert. Robert, Robert, you are Robert. in for a treat. <laughs> that is one of the craziest movies I've ever seen. Okay, I guys, we're going to pause again, <laughs> just like for Fellowship of the Ring. It's 4 a.m. We're back. <laughs> sorry, bud. Um, <laughs> we paused and we come back. It, it, we have been extended up all edition. Night. <laughs> Babe in the city. Um, all to say, you saw Babe the Pig. Oh, the first one. Yeah, many times. Oscar yeah, nominated. sure. Love him. Okay, so imagine that movie. Okay, but like, you know, on lots of acid. Right. Okay. Like it's it's super bizarre. It takes place in this in this weird city that's that like that a mix up of a bunch of other cities, uh, and okay. like it's like it's almost like an art house film. I think it's actually it? it has a cult following. Uh, it's also directed by the same person that did Mad Max. George Miller. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I had thought. And ba- Happy yeah. Babe Two has a pretty large feet, cult yeah. following. Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, it's. It's, it's shown it's, a lot of micro theaters, like late night it's stuff. It's a crazy cool. movie. It's a weird. Yeah, anyway, all movie. to say that. Um, now I don't know if I'd say that now that I've gone out of my way to make that point because I think the whole Spy Kids franchise was pretty trippy and like yeah and like out there but yeah. like look at the first one like Floop and like oh the, right. exactly that's what it was, it was the, thumb the thumb guys I thought they were in as this I movie. said in the beginning this they is a cameo. great movie to get high to <laughs> it really is and that was my morning twenty four flames per second does not endorse getting high sorry necessarily <laughs> I don't I don't know <laughs> Washington it's America State. dude <laughs> but it has you know in, in that point though it has that trippiness to it which again totally. I think like maybe it's not geared like maybe it doesn't have adult aspects for the adults to enjoy but it has aspects for people like me to I don't enjoy know. it has the in-laws 
that's an adult aspect. <laughs> that's actually kind of a funny, funny like, like interfacing t- with your. There's, there's, there's that shot of Antonio Banderas opening the. It's basically meet the Falkers. and his, he's like, Wah! and his hair like goes crazy. Yeah, and when then they that's, a, and that's an amazing cut. It's that's your amazing mother's. Jump yeah, cut. that was a pretty his good hair. crazy <laughs> shot. Yeah, like electrocuted. Yeah, um, and he's like, it's your mother-in-law. And Ricardo Montalban. It became a horror movie in that moment. Um, <laughs> my honest thoughts on this is I think it's I think it's a a tough watch if you're not high or in the age bracket. Yeah. And I and I think I think that a lot of the, the I had a fun time watching it, but most of that was because it w- was so nostalgic for me because I watched it when I was young and I remember having like little toys from McDonald's and yeah. and, I had and all the toys yeah like a little right Ralph right <laughs> uh, yeah and you Wait, had you the, still have them or you had them it, I shrine. actually still no so I have a ton <laughs> maybe there is uh, <laughs> I have um, I have a uh, a ton of old Star Wars toys mm-hmm. and a ton of old Spy Kids toys in a box back home in Michigan nice. just. Just saying. That's yeah, you know. Uh, well, there we that's go. My, uh, there you have it, folks. What were you saying? Were you still were you mid-thought? I mean, I mean, that was that was essentially it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Ben, thanks for bringing it. Thanks for bringing it. You brought yeah. it, uh, and you know, metaphorically bringing it. I, I mean, yeah, that and there's yeah, no, there's so many other points to it. I mean, again, you know, it's, oh, yeah. it's a silly movie. It's funny, uh, but it's got I, this weird. I mean, undeniable like dark. You know, existential side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. I mean, that, interesting that quote alone in it, yeah. uh, that, that Kevin read earlier, like, you know, that doesn't pop up I, in every. I heard that was punch written by Charlie Kaufman. <laughs> oh, I, well, I bet it was. That's very Kaufman. Isn't it's, it? it's very Kaufman. <laughs> he got hired right after they saw Kung Fu Panda 2 or 3. Who knows? <laughs> One of them. Um, Maybe both. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, and most people think that I'm being ironic when I talk about the movies that I like. And you back it up. I yeah, direct them on this podcast. I know, yeah. I know my movies that I like. <laughs> oh man! Well, anyways, um, I think so wait, did I win? Or uh, there are no winners and losers. <laughs> we'll let the audience. Everyone decide. gets to decide for themselves. Um, but yeah, I'll thank you, thank you both for joining us in the studio today. It was a pleasure. Um, and with that, everybody, I got to tell you about our social media. Right, uh, you can follow. 24 Flames Per Second on Twitter and Instagram at 24 Flames Pod. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at 24 Flames Per Second. Who'd have guessed? Um, if you have any complaints, concerns, comments, or you want to tell us what you think about Spy Kids too, you can email us at 24flamespod at gmail.com. Uh, and go and tell your friends to subscribe and rate us on iTunes, uh, which we are there now. This is old news if you're li- when you're listening to this. We're doing but, some time traveling now. Yeah, but, yeah. But seriously, um, five-star ratings really help us out. Yeah, yeah. If you enjoyed it, uh, show us the love. Um, uh, that being said, everybody, thank you for joining us. Uh, we will yeah, catch no, you next you time. Guys. Yeah, thanks for um, Yeah. 24 flames per second. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 See you. Yeah.